This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy, it's hour one of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Huge show coming up. Brian's tape study of the Bills' defense at 240. Looking forward to learning there about uh, what we can expect from that side of the line for the Bills coming up on Sunday. Zach Martin at 5 o'clock. Brian Baldinger at 420. Um, And I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Some Tolos thought he might have come off as the Eagles homer with us last week. He was very confident. Uh, We'll we'll see his updated thoughts on where Philadelphia goes from here. That's Brian Baldinger at 420. Very good. Our Odyssey NFL insider. I do feel like maybe we need to open up and apologize uh, on behalf of Chief, who picked the Bills last night during Cowboys Crosstalk. I can't believe you did that. Oh, my gosh. Neither could anybody in that building. <laughs> I was like, you could hear a pen drop. Yes. They were like, whoa, wait. It's I like they were already assuming Cowboys win. There's just like, how much did the Cowboys win by? Yeah. And then when I said Bills win, it was like, wait. wait so you said I'm Bills? sorry, come again? Chris, I, Chris, Chris's answer to you was really, well, no, uh, did you you pick the Bills? Wait, so the Bills? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think they're going to circle that in damn wagons? Yeah, yeah, that was an uncomfortable feeling uh, right there. In, As you're walking out with in the food. Cowboy Club. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the venison. Yeah, really I'll catch y'all next year. <laughs> <laughs> delightful venison. It's fantastic. Delightful. So what, how do they prepare venison to make it delightful? Is that like medium rare? Is that like I would say like so. a brisket? Or, I, yeah, no? yeah, I would say like medium like rare. Yeah, you'd look at it and think you were eating a steak. I've never had that at a restaurant. I've never had venison either. Yeah, I think I've had like some venison jerky before. Jerky is good too. What what, what were your sides? Uh, No, there were there there were none. No sides. There there were no accompanying sides. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Maybe you you got shafted on the sides. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you needed to say like venison with like like sides. You just didn't have like a natural side. Sides cure cancer. Yeah, (laughs) the sides cure cancer. Maybe. Brian, talk, give them to me. Brian talking about the Bills offense yesterday, though, the the offensive line is good. Their their weapons are pretty good. Yeah. The, the the combination of a running quarterback and a good running back who's getting nearly five a clip yeah. in this season is just exceptional. I think it's a tough matchup for the Cowboys. I, I, I could see them winning, though, because I, I don't know if Buffalo has enough on defense to slow them down. Oh, I, I'm going to let you know about Buffalo on defense. I think you're going to be surprised. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised about what I have to offer at 240. Uh, and please give it a listen because I, I think you'll be surprised as well. Okay, I'm, I'm, for the record, I'm expecting, going into this, I'm expecting uh, a shootout. I think first team to 38 wins. We'll see uh, Krusty's Corners coming up at uh, 240 here in the G-Bank Nation. You see Dak is a finalist for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. Yeah, he should be, man. Reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year. Quite a sporting gentleman, that Dak. Well-deserved, Dak. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think he just embodies everything they're looking for in that award. I, I, you know, looking at the other nominees, I, I'd be surprised if Dak doesn't win it. Maybe he's getting that and MVP, and it looks like Micah Parsons is the front runner for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So it's going to be a big offseason, I believe. Have we ever had an MVP depoy team in the history of the sport? Yeah, Bassig actually went down that rabbit hole earlier today. Now, two of the instances, I believe it was the same player 
that won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, but 94 of the 49ers had Steve Young in uh, primetime. Yeah, there's some guy like from the 60s or 70s who won Defensive Player of the Year. It was Alan Page, and I'm blank. I think it was Lawrence Taylor. Okay, and LT won MVP? Wow, impressive. He was. I know he was the MVP in Tecmo Bowl, if you guys were playing it back <laughs> then. You could not. Couldn't uh, block him? <laughs> you, you couldn't get a PAT or a field goal. Uh, really uh, off against uh, the Giants in Tech Mobile. Just a total cheat code. He would he would he would block every. every Did you kick. automatically know it was going to get blocked? Yeah, I mean going into the game, you're like, oh damn. And yeah. there was no way to go for two. Nope, not not then. <laughs> so you would have to. Coaches were too cowardly. They didn't even give him the option to go. So for yeah, two. like Scorigami. Robert Rivera traded the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scorigami. He had a lot of Scorigami <laughs> in Tech Mobile. It was basically like playing with Brett Maher. <laughs> <laughs> I got the yips, coach. <laughs> it seems realistic though about Lawrence Taylor. Like I didn't yeah. get to live through it and the experience in real time. So like looking back and all the things that they show I, of him, it seems like he was as unstoppable as any force of nature could. Like it was well, almost like should he even be allowed to play? This is not like fair. the Michael Vick of our era this, playing in Madden well, with this, Vick. Oh, for Vic, dude. This uh, this afternoon, I was going to the Star to do my my uh, the broadcasting stuff I do. So I'm walking in the front door, and two guys are standing out front. I'm like, damn, that's John Randall, and that's Ronnie Lott. Oh, so they're standing out there. They were here for a meeting. You know, they were at the Star, and they're waiting for a shuttle to take them to the airport. So I walked by and I said, hey, I just want to let you know, you ruined my life at Minnesota. And and he turned and goes, whoa, yeah. I go, yeah, I was at Green Bay, and you ruined my life when I was in Green Bay, too. And I was just sitting there talking. It was fun to just kind of like you know, yeah. with John Randall, but he was like, yeah, but I uh, one of my old teammates at LSU was Henry Thomas, who was a teammate of his, so we're talking about Henry. And and like I, was, I go, I was 0-12 oh, with the Metrodome, and there he goes, man, that was a tough place. And then it Ronnie was. Lott was, I was like, yeah, and I go, you weren't much better the way you played. You know, and he goes, ah, oh, man, you know, it was – Kind of, kind of a, uh, great times. Great, you know, it was kind of, you know, but cool. it, it, was, it was fun just to get to like, That's epic, I, I think dude. I surprised him. I said, yeah, you ruined my life when I was in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And he just spun around. Were you looking yeah. down at John Randall? Oh, he's, no, he's a, no, no, he's a, yeah, he's a kind of a shorter, shorter guy. Shorter. I imagine he like, walks around with that face paint all over like James over Harrison, face. though. Dude's super, yoked. super nice guy, though. Hmm. Super just like, grabs your hand, like, shakes your hand. Texas A and M Kingsville, yeah. Texas A and I at the time. Did you shake the four fingers of Ronnie Lott? Uh, no, Ronnie was on the. He was kind of like he was just kind of four and a half. He just kind of tipped his hat. That's kinda, such kinda, a badass kinda, story. But yeah, I don't know if Ronnie Lott can play in today's game, man. I'll tell you what. No, how about John Randall? You think he, the way he's like he would dive into Be quarterbacks, quarterbacks legs, yeah. yeah, always kind of the ex to the business guy. But it was cool. Like you know, you're walking through and you just never know. But man, you're thinking, That's man, cool. these dudes were legends the way they play. All righty, it is the uh, G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been cleared. The description, he's got mutant genes as uh, perhaps he is part Wolverine. And uh, he's been out, I think, since week two, but has now been medically cleared to open that 21-day practice window. He'd been talking about December 20th for this entire time. Wow. And uh, I, I guess... You know, maybe he's he's slightly ahead of schedule. Mm. Um, so that's one of the developing storylines here across the world of sport. The quarterback Milrow is going to Bama uh, for going his back, yeah. uh, senior year. Yeah, and, probably a smart decision. He's not a very draft-worthy guy. The Oregon State quarterback Childs uh, is uh, heading to uh, the Spartans, Michigan State. Ooh, Following okay. his coach. Yeah, so, man, whoever is left in the Pac-12 out there, the quarterbacks are, are, are leaving for – 
you know, better times as, you know, who knows what the, the future of that conference holds and the, the mass exodus does continue. Okay, let's do a little bit of Rangers here for you. I actually think this story here might be the biggest Rangers story that we should be looking at uh, and, a, and a trade for Class A. But Clayton Kershaw, the story is still no word on a possible return to the Dodgers. Apparently, he and his wife are still discussing things after the significant shoulder surgery that uh, he had. Says the Otani decision bought him a little bit of time, but he's still working on it. The three-time Cy Young a winner. you you got to imagine C.Y. is putting the press on him, right? They are friends. Uh, they do have a relationship dating back to HP. I, I was reading a Ken Rosenthal article from The Athletic a week ago, and the thought was maybe he does re-sign with the Dodgers because they know his medical history and he's not fully healthy, and if he does end up with the Rangers, it could be a midseason type of trade. But listening to this, it seems like it could be Dodgers or retirement. So I don't know. Well, I think it's a fluid situation there for Kershaw. But I think that it's very real that – Chris Young would love to have him as a Ranger. He was horrible in his last start, didn't get a single out in the NLCS, and his quote, I think the competitor in me doesn't want it to end the way it did. I want to win. I want to win another World Series. You know, I think it's uh, – both are really tempting, right? I don't know how you'd look at it. It's been easy to say no to the Rangers up until this point, mm-hmm. but now you have a chance to win with your hometown. At the same time, you've been a lifelong Dodger. You probably feel an obligation to go back there and write that, or maybe you want to – even though you grew up in DFW and the Rangers are primed for a championship and your buddy Chris Young is the GM and you're looking at a situation saying, no, I, I want to do the Dirk Kobe thing. It's rare in sport where a guy, I want to be Derek Jeter of the Dodgers. Um, so both have their appeal. I just, I don't think you can, uh, you know, put anything past CY after the wonderful sales jobs he's done so far. I kind of feel like, though, his legacy with the Dodgers is cemented. You know, and maybe the oh, for sure. maybe the opportunity to play for your hometown team that yeah. one time put that, you know, play in front of the home crowd for all these games and go out there and pitch. And, I, you know, I think there's something to that. I, I don't think I can say I can understand the Jeter and Colby. I, I can understand that, you know, wanting to be with the same team, Dirk. But yeah. but also, I mean, his legend, he's already a legend out there. Yeah. You know, he and is. so, you know, n- nothing he does. It, it can be very similar to what happened with Tony Dorsett going to the Denver Broncos or Emmett Smith going to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's one of those things where you just go away and then, you know, you, you just, but you keep playing. But to come back to your home team, I think that's, I think that's really a, kind of a special thing to be able to do. Yeah, it, it's an interesting deal. You know, he's just doing one year contracts. So um, I, I think it, it, it matches up well with the kind of commitment that the Rangers are probably looking to make as far as building this thing out. Uh, they do like guys who uh, are legends who also get hurt a lot. So he matches that uh, you know piece of their uh, profile as well. Mavs host the T-Wolves tonight. Minnesota 17-5. and Good team. They are making it happen once again. Got to have the biggest rotation in basketball. Um, and then, you know, Anthony Edwards, they're basically running – uh, three centers pretty consistently. They got two of those guys in between Reed, uh, Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, that's three of their top four scorers along with Anthony Edwards. So, I, you know, I just think it's a matchup nightmare for the Mavericks until they get some, uh, you know, serious veteran help up front. Yeah, I mean, with a team like this, with the uh, with the defense that they play, I mean, this is like the best defense in the league. They're like 8-2 and two in their last 10. I think they got the best record in the Western Conference. Like, yeah. they are playing legitimate basketball. Yeah. I am excited to see Derek Lively versus a Gobert and just kind of, you know, how, how does he measure up to one of the better big men in the league who's probably defensive player of the year to this point? Yeah, um, they, they, they were in New Orleans on Monday night and took an L there. 
And that's probably because when you hang out in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of go a little crazy there a little bit. You know better than anybody. So you're probably going to get their best shot tonight. You know, they're probably going to get trying to get, back, bounce on, back. Get, a little, get back on the winning ways after spending, a, spending an evening in New Orleans. Do you happen to hear from Rick, your buddy Rick Carlisle last night after that uh, commotion between the Bucks no, and I didn't, Pacers? No, I didn't ask Rick about something happened with the ball, right? Yeah, it, what the hell? Giannis had a massive freakout about this. You should have zoomed into his presser. Good Lord. Like, what the hell, coach? Yeah, that could have been a good he, question. Uh, so he scored 64, and then the Pacers were took the ball, basically, uh, at the end of the game. Well, because one of their rookies scored his first basket. Yeah. So they Which is obviously get, more important than, than Giannis setting a franchise record. They wanted to give it to the rookie. Well, Mark Cuban was high. asked about this. He said, I'd give the ball to the rookie uh, and give Giannis then the, the score sheet. Hmm. It's a scoring type of deal. There's a way we can make this everybody happy. Is that? I don't think that would. No, you think that was making Giannis happy last no, night? No, Giannis, hey, Giannis that damn ball. Here's your score sheet, bro. Congrats on the 64. Congrats on setting the franchise record. I think Giannis would have been very fine with Mark Cuban just walking up to him saying, "Here's, Here's your, your score sheet, sheet from I think last when night." When he wakes bro. up in the morning, we maybe. laminated it and everything. Can in the moment, that? he looked like a little baby child who had his toy taken away. From oh, him. for sure, it, it was, was inexcusable. It was embarrassing for him to react that what way. What about give the score sheet to the rook? <laughs> yeah, like, come on now. The rookie probably would have hey, taken rookie. that. Giannis is like, I want that damn We've ball. gone so far the other way of the rookie hazing that we're actually going to do things that the best player on the team and, uh, you know, career highs and franchise records. 64 points? You made a freaking layup, bro. What, what, what are we talking about? Hey, he made a basket in That's NBA insane. game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Not as cool as 64 points. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been more convinced that Mark Cuban's out of touch with the league now if he thinks that the ball should go to the rookie. Luke is looking at him going, wait, so wait, you think when I when I go for something historical, you're going to give it to the guy who made the layup. That's wonderful. Okay, Mark. Can't it, wait to demand that trade. It was quite a scene, but I mean. Over a ball. What should I ask Pretty Rick? crazy, dude. What should I ask Rick? You got MVP trophies and a championship ask, trophy. Ask Rick who he thinks ball. the ball should go to. Okay. I mean, it's well, his text rookie. Him right now. See what he says. He yeah, might, I mean, he might answer back. He might say, "F you, Brian." I'm not going to answer. Your say, well, Mark Cuban who feels he's done, that, to? he's done that before. It's a ball. Mark Cuban feels this way. He'll probably feel the other way. All right, hang on. Well, oh, go ahead, talk. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you stop while I'm doing this. Okay, um, <laughs> Coach Rick. No, you're good. There he is. Okay, Coach Rick. Coach yeah. Rick. That's what I got. I would have paid. I would have paid Rick. not that much money, but for me personally, would have felt like a lot of money. Yeah. To watch Mark Cuban last night personally hand deliver. The score sheet? score sheet to Giannis and watch him and his veiny biceps take Mark Cuban to the woodshed. There was only one thing Giannis wanted last night, and it was that ball. And he, I don't think he got it, according to him. L- Lucius, <laughs> I don't know. If Lucius, he got it. I, was, I, I, I was touching that ball for 36 minutes. I know what it felt like. You this ain't that ball. Lucius, can you do a, a Giannis imitation? No, I can't. No. Oh, I thought you had that one. No, no. I thought, you know, Maybe I thought... after a few coffees, I haven't had a coffee or anything <laughs> okay. yet. All yeah. right. I got you. I mean, the game is in Milwaukee. Does that matter? I mean, the Bucks probably furbished the ball. Yeah, home yeah. court advantage. Yeah, they advantage. definitely yeah. should have gotten the ball then. What the hell are the Pacers doing? I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how that, that should fall out, but maybe we'll get an answer from uh, Rick Carlisle. I'm, I'm and, trying right now. And, and we'll break a little bit of news yeah. thanks to uh, <laughs> Brian Broaddus and his just unbelievable network. <laughs> He's just MFing Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> over this ball. Yeah. Was the NBA TV headlines last night about the two points that the rookie scored for the first time in his career? Was it about Giannis dropping 64 on their <laughs> there heads? There was the, uh, nine minutes of highlights on YouTube I watched on it today. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. It was, Interview, uh, everything. All right, we got Cowboys. A free throw, apparently. Oh, the the, the stars, they're going to be back in action yeah. uh, tomorrow. Hey, you, you guys talking about uh, him chasing after that ball? Yeah. yeah. Wanting that ball so much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say it sound like LeBron. Hold on. But in our ball. 
It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It's our ball, ain't it? It's our ball. It's our ball. Dude, this is going to be a meme paradise in the coming days and weeks. This is going to live in infamy. <laughs> Stars at Ottawa tomorrow. They host a St. Louis on Saturday. It's time now for uh, some X Factors with Zach. What you got, buddy? Yeah, we'll look at uh, Cowboys, Bills. Of course, who are some players we need to keep an eye on for Buffalo? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy, we're six and a half minutes from the G-Bag of the Day. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, call the Frankels, 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. Here's Wolchuk with some X Factors. Yeah, DallasCowboys.com pumps this out every week, some of the key players in the matchup. Let's go through some of the Buffalo Bills. Of course, we know about Stephon Diggs, and we're being robbed of what would be such an amazing matchup, getting to watch the Diggs brothers go up against each other with Trayvon and Stephon. And I did think it was interesting, Dan Quinn, earlier in the week said he's not going to ask Trayvon Diggs for the secrets on his brother. I mean, like, Brian, I'm sure you were maybe in a situation like this where there were brothers playing against each other. You had friends from other teams. Naturally, I mean, wouldn't you go ahead and just share that information? Oh, I think that maybe that Diggs has probably talked to these coaches. I mean, Dan's probably protecting him a little bit there, too. You know, but I, if he's not talking to Deron Bland, I mean, I feel like naturally probably is. Yeah. I'm sure Bland's asking him. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. what's the best way to guard your brother? Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, when, especially if you're Bland or Gilmore and you've been watching tape, maybe there's stuff that you want to ask. Like, hey, listen, when your brother lines up at this split or he comes across and, you know, motion, and he sets here, you know, what's his what do you think his path? What does he try to you know, how does he try and set guys up? Uh, that's the kind of stuff you can ask. You I'm know? throwing them off the sense if I'm Trayvon. I'm taking care of my brother. We're going to the playoffs. They need this dub more than I do. If we Man. see you in the Super Bowl, I'm yeah. going to get you. Yeah, but you also need, if <laughs> you're Dallas. The real scouting report will come out on if Super you're Bowl Dallas, I'm going to get you. I'm yeah. going to get you. Just wait till I'm playing you, baby. <laughs> if you're Dallas, you need the number one seed is what you yeah. need. You know? It's a pipe dream. Well, yeah. expect uh, well, a heavy saying, dose of digs I, in this hey, one. Some boys, of my it, favorite dreams. I'd sell out my brother to get the number well, we one seed. You know? I mean, you do what you have to do. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. I definitely would. Was well, well, it Mike Vrabel, right? He yeah. the old run over his own mom. Oh or yeah, cut, cut the private part off. What's yep. he doing? Yep. I don't think he's running over his own mom. I don't want to get Somebody, crazy. I think here. Dan Campbell it's something did, a little bit more logical. Did, like Dan just Campbell, did Dan Campbell his, has said something wild. Like out. I'd run over my own mom to get Vrabel to the, was the man piece. Yeah, I think I think we've I think we've heard that. Yeah, about what, run over your mom. What are you more likely to do in that scenario? Oh, geez. That's a terrible question that I don't... I'm going to pull I still the have it in a hand and plead the fifth on this I one. I still have it in mine in a Super Bowl ring, so I'm going to probably not do it. I'm you didn't good. have to run over your mom or cut off your man piece. I did not have to do either. As far as we know. As far as we At know. At least I've got one child on the way, so it makes cutting the man piece off a little bit better. That's right. Like, I don't have to reproduce. That's I've all got, it's good I've for. got one. Yeah, that's all, it, that's all it's there. Uh, eight <laughs> times, though, 
Stephon Diggs has been targeted at least 11 times. We're going to have a heavy dose of Stephon Diggs to deal with. And then Ed Oliver. You guys remember Ed Oliver, former yes. U of H stud? University of Houston, yep. Absolute beast. He went in the first round. He Leads was highly touted coming out in 2020. He does. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been solid for the Bills, writes the DallasCowboys.com staff. He's good against the run, too. Good, good overall player, right? Yeah. Run stopper, pass rusher. Uh, leads their defensive tackles with six and a half sacks. He ranks fourth in the NFL in that category for D tackles. Definitely a player they're going to have to contain in the middle with Tyler Biotis. Yeah, but they're better equipped because you have Smith and then you also have Martin. And he's not quite as big as a Jalen Carter is. No, no. He, he's a little bit more, I mean, he's bigger than Aaron Donald, but more of that type of player. This 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 line is that way. And, you know, the Eagles have really big inside guys. This guy, when you start to talk about Oliver, there's your pass rusher the three technique, and then the two edges. They've got three legitimate rushers, yes. James Cook uh, as well. Of course, we've talked about him not only just running the football, but it's a factor Joe in the Brady, backfield. Joe Brady's using him as a receiver now. That's a problem. And he's got four games in a row where he's had over 100 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, Joe Brady, definitely, that's been the biggest difference, I think, of their offense. I mentioned that yesterday. You know, they would just go away from the run, and it's working yeah. for you. And you don't have to have Josh Allen feel like he's got to be superhero. Take the ball out of his hands a little bit and help well, him out. And Joe Brady's done a good job of doing that with James Cook. Yeah, I think that Eric made a really good point on on uh, Cowboy Crosstalk last night, talking about how if with no Hankins in there, I, I'm if I'm Buffalo, I try and run, run the, the football. football. Hell yeah. yeah! Well, especially with my quarterback, like that's that's the that's the big thing there. Yeah. Like that is. Josh Allen being able to run and not just run on scrambles, but design runs where they know they got more blockers than you can handle and our quarterback's a bulldozer, that's scary. It is. And then, of course, we know about Josh Allen. You're going to have to deal with him. For the Cowboys, interesting game for Stephon Gilmore, going back to the place that drafted him. Spent his career with Buffalo there, of course. So he's talked about returning. That'll be interesting. Uh, And I wonder if Stephon Diggs will call him old. Just go ahead and set him off like A.J. Brown did, and then we get a blast from the past defensive player of the year type game from Stephon Gilmore, but he's going to be big. I mean, bo- I mean, you've got Davis on the other side as well, who is also a deep threat for Buffalo and Josh Allen's in that scramble drill. He gets in trouble. He'll look to hit Gabe Davis over the top. So both corners are going to have to carry over the type of performance they had a week ago to cover both of those guys. I'll tell you, the X factors could be these tight ends, though. Dalton Kincaid was on a tear until yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, he's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder problem right now. And then and Dawson Knox, though, is another one. He's been dealing with a wrist. But if those two guys get involved in the game plan, how you how you handle them will be key. Yeah, yeah I, got then, some, I got some questions for you on that. A little bit later with, the with, tight a, ends? with some football conversation. Just in general, how you handle a few things, but it involves the tight ends for yeah, sure. Because they've got a couple, I and mean, they're they're definitely receiving threats to the position, not necessarily good They don't blockers, miss many balls. They but sure Dawson don't. Knox and Dalton Kincaid can both stretch the field for you. And I think it'll be another important game, of course, for Osa Digizua. He's got matchups with the rookie inside, no Cyrus Torrance, then former Cowboy Connor McGovern, right. who he knows very, very well. Osa week in and week out has been very, very consistent, but he's going to have to step up, especially without Hankins. Thank you, Wooly Bully. Uh, we'll have more from Zach coming up at 3 o'clock in your NFL News of the Day. Krusty's Corner's coming up in 15. Time now for the G-Bag of the Day. Into the Pimp Cup. Here's Lucius. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, as soon as you called my name, a little indigestion was hitting right there. Oh, <laughs> from yeah. that coffee, I tried to down it too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was me just dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, G-Bag of the Day. We do it every day on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there on social media, you might think it's funny. You hear it on another radio station. I don't care what it is. It's got to be fire, though. We'll play it. Uh, 
Look us up, G-Bag yeah. Nation on Twitter. Get Follow us, us all right there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look out. Whoa. Uh, our winner right here is a Manitoba Junior Hockey League announcer with one of the funniest calls I've ever heard in my life. Joey Bielakazzi turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, oh, oh what's he going to do? He's shooting the room, Daddy. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's getting better dude. and better each day. It's so good. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> the roof daddy is special. Yeah. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's with the D. Oh, Oh, what's he going to do? He's shooting the roof, Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! Ah, look at this, look at that. Nice. So good. I finally hear it all. Yeah. I think it took me 10 or 11 tries. What's he going to do? Yeah. Now it's a hit for real. Yeah. Uh, did you guys go to church yesterday by chance? Yesterday was a church day. Always on Sunday. I missed oh, it. You know, okay. Made up for Sunday. it this morning, though. Yeah, I'll take no you to church. Me, I'll take you to church. Hold on, right here. those offering plates ready right now. Right when you feeling good, here comes some offering plates. Ooh, catch them, catch them right now. Here we go. A little bit softer now. Yeah. A little bit softer yeah, now. Yeah, feeling good? All right. Uh, here's a church clip for you cats. Where we're headed in this country, my friend, we got a bunch of pastors who pee sitting down. We got a bunch of, and you say, oh, you know, you're being vile. I'm not, hey, then God's being vile. God's the one that wrote the Bible, my friend. We got, we got pastors who pee sitting down. We got the president of the United States probably pee sitting down. We got a bunch of preachers. We got a bunch of leaders who don't stand up and pee against the wall like a man. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what's wrong with America. Wow. <laughs> well, this hits really close to home. <laughs> Ooh. That's why my dad said I could never follow in his footsteps. Man. <laughs> Pastors that throw God pizza sit down. Yeah, throw God with his church. America. Pastor Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Do you guys believe in announcer jinxes? Yes. I do. Is jinxes yes. the right word to say it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yes. I feel like something that was Velma saying. Didn't Velma say jinxes or something? I don't Zoinks. know, man. Zoinks. I don't know, man. Look, Scoob. I don't know. That's weed. That's weed. Uh, yeah, announcer jinx right here. The great Iron Eagle with this one. Oh. Sir, you don't believe in announcer jinxes, right? No, I do not. The Nets have zero turnovers. Here's Thomas. The drive-in on Eubanks, the fadeaway. It goes, but a travel. No. <laughs> that was an announcer jinx. <laughs> Booker gets O'Neal to join him on the outside. Booker. That's sweet. Devin Booker can light up in a hurry. 
his first field goal of the night. And now it's back-to-back -back turnovers for the Nets. Wow. It's Dorian Finney-Smith called on the offensive foul. So since you brought up the fact that Brooklyn had zero turnovers, they've now had back-to-back -back turnovers. Yep. And maybe I do believe in announcer jinxes. Well, that's why I asked you ahead of time. If you would have said you did believe, then I would you not have, have given the really? stat. Yeah. You would have? Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> He's very irritated. Blame it on her. That's why I asked you in the beginning. He actually, Ian Eagle has a pretty respectable stand-up comedian background. He does. Uh, yeah, he does. I don't know if he still does some of that, but I know at least from his younger days that was part of his <laughs> part of his shtick. That so that's hilarious. Let's go to some late night Jimmy right here. Late night Jimmy. This is Jimmy Fallon. They had a song for the Giants QB. What's his name? Tommy Kellitz. Dummy touchdown, you know what I mean? Yeah, he hey, had a song for me jammed. And your man throws a bomb, but still lives with his mom. That's DeVito. <laughs> when he has quite the arm and wolves down chicken pawn, that's DeVito. Making plays Sunday and Monday, lives a mile away. Football's Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> he will win ring a ling a ling, ring a ling a lings, and wear them on his pinky. <laughs> That's another game one, but your pop says, Maron, do the dishes. Do the dishes. If you tackle my man, I'll call Paulie. You'll sleep with the fishes. That's great. Well done. Very well done. Nice job. I think Jimmy has like a Christmas album out too, or something like that. Really? Yeah, Jimmy calls himself a musician now. In the in the way R.J. Choppy is, maybe. <laughs> a bit musician. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, like Adam Sandler is. Hey, uh, is it uh, our current champion, the hockey call for Manitoba? Is it uh, Pastor uh, with his takes on what's wrong with America? <laughs> Announcer Jinx from Iron Eagle, one of the greatest of all time. And uh, Jimmy Fallon there with the late night Jimmy songs about to Tommy DeVito, their Giants quarterback. They're head over heels with this guy. Yeah, they <laughs> It's are. amazing. I hope they can beat the turds. That was you. I mean, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll become Italian if, if, if that happens. Uh, or at least I'll fake Italian. Is that how it works? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is this how it works? Fake yeah. Italian. You get jumped in or something? Yeah. 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 Uh, shoot, that's a tough one. I think for the second time this week, I feel like any four could be champion, and we might have to take one of these challengers and make him an instant five time to bring him back, depending on how the vote goes. I'm going to go with... I have uh, so many clips, too. Carter said, chill out on them. Don't play them all because that Minnetoba guy is going to win. And don't play them really? all. I was playing some good <laughs> stuff back here. Carter seen it. He's like, nah, I don't mean, that, that guy... Please, L.A., don't hurt him. That's a five-timer. <laughs> I mean, we could advance him if you want. Just already, boom, put him in there for the five-time. Who you vote for, Chief? Uh, I'm going to go with the champ. I'm going to go Who's with the... Yeah, champ. yeah, Minnetoba. Hey, they out there, too, man, in Canada. I'm telling you. My Instagram proved it. Really? I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Wow. Oh, all right. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm voting yeah. for the champ. Right. Tommy Cutlets. Hmm. Okay, I was voting for uh, Jimmy as well by a score of three to two. And still, your G-Bag of the Day champion. I, I believe that's three. That's three. He'll be looking for four tomorrow in a What You Drink and What You Think in Football Friday. Okay, uh, where are we going in the corner? Yeah, we're going to talk about this Buffalo's defense i'll tell you what there's something you need to know about their secondary we'll do that next thank you lucius it is the g-back nation here on the fan nfl news the day is coming up at three o'clock hope you're having a great day thanks for making us part of yours 
It's time now for Krusty's Corner. Here's Broadus. Thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate that. Um, haven't heard back from Rick yet, but I, this is what I text him. I said, hey, hey, don't let that guy take that ball from you. I thought you were tougher than that. That's what I said. No way. I said, yeah, I thought you were tougher than that. See what he says back. He might tell me to F myself. He'll say it was his effing ball. I hope he does. The guy scored 64. Yeah. The Shut idiots up, on my bitch. team wanted to give it to a rookie. Yeah. You know he'll call out the guys on his team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not publicly. Yeah, those idiots ran away with the ball. Yeah. I th- you know, I thought we were a little bit tougher than that, you know. I mean, if you watch my tape, you can see my team has no common sense. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. He was mean to everybody except, like, Jason Kidd and Dirk. Yeah. He was, he was a he tough knows. son of a guy. That's what coaches do, though, man. They, know, yeah. they, don't, they don't yell at their really good players. <laughs> everybody else gets yelled at, you know. I was like in college. I was made an example of plenty of times, you know, because <laughs> when you're not any good, you know, they can punish you. <laughs> Nobody cares. You know, it's like you're an example. But anyway, all right, I promised something about this Buffalo's defense. Buffalo Bills defense. Buffalo Bills defense. Um, When you watch these guys on tape, they really, really rely on their front four. Their front four is what carries their day for them. And so they struggle at linebacker, and they do have some issues in the secondary. And Gavin was talking about potential shootout if the weather turns dry and not windy and all that, you know, you very well could get one in this game. It, you know, we, it, with two quarterbacks that are playing at a really high level, that's very possible. But these guys are really good when it comes to that four-man pressure when rushing the passer. They don't like to blitz. And when you look at the metrics on them, just to make sure, I, I checked, they're near the bottom of the league when it comes to that. They're 26th in the league when it comes to blitzing people. And you watch your, watch your tape and you can see they don't want to blitz. But they, but they put a ton of pressure on you rushing the passer. They're third in the league when it comes to sacks. So that's something you're going to have to deal with. But when they do blitz, they, the Cowboys have to be ready from blitzes. It's not linebacker blitzes because they use their linebackers in coverage. If you look at their, their linebackers have you know, five of their interceptions this year in playing in coverage. But they're small and they get bullied in the run game a little bit. So, but Cowboys have to be ready for the blitz. It's going to come from secondary blitzes. This is where the running backs come in. Yeah, have to be ready for it. Remember when Orlando Scandrick used to play in the slot and they bring that slot blitz from the backside mm-hmm. and they never picked it up and then he would have three or four sacks for the year, nobody picking him up. Well, Cowboys need to be wary about this. They need if, to be aware. That uh, Terrell Bernard... He's yeah. like a safety playing linebacker is he how is. he looks. I mean, he makes a ton of plays in coverage. Yeah, he's he, been pretty good. He is. And and Bernard, he actually, um, he's the most productive of the two. He has 112 tackles for the year. And I think he's had to slide in for Milano, who got hurt and was out for the that's, year. That's their problem. My, uh, Matt Milano is being gone since week six. has kind of hurt them a little bit. The problem is that both of these guys are slight-built guys. 200, they're very similar to what the Cowboys do playing with Bell and guys like that, 224 pounds, 226 pounds. So, but they're both very aggressive. Now, this, the, 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 you worry about with this defensive line real quick, if I can, is that I think they've got three legitimate rushers here. But Vaughn Miller is seeing like a, a lot less work. You know, he's the veteran of the group, but 
Gregory Rousseau and Ed Oliver, the two guys you really need to worry about. And Impanetza is, an, is another guy. He's hurt right now, hmm. and he might not play. And that would be a huge, huge break for the Cowboys. He's got a rib injury and his status. He tried to come back in the game. I was watching it. He gets hurt. He comes back. He lasts one play, and he's gone. And you don't see him again. So his status, I think, is probably in doubt for this one as well. But this defensive line, like I say, is pretty good when it comes. Leonard Floyd's involved, too. And he's he's been pretty productive as well. So it's all about their defensive line. Now, they're secondary. This is where their problems are, in my opinion. They got former Eagle. We all remember Rasheel Douglas. Yeah, used to play. Well, he's yeah, bounced they traded for him right yeah, at the he, deadline. Yeah, he's bounced around. He's 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 bounced around like three or four other teams as we've gone here. He starts at one corner, <clears throat> excuse me, and Christian Benford starts at the other. And Douglas has a history of not playing very well against the Cowboys. Yeah, he has one interception and only one pass defense in like seven games. And he's been attacked a bunch and given up some big plays. He's still very handsy, very grabby as a player. And I would just call his speed competitive. Not much there. There's snaps where you watch him play. He gets lost in coverage. But, you know, if you make a mistake around him and the ball's not where it's supposed to be, he finds a way to make a play. Benford, on the other hand, has improved from where he he was a second-year guy to Villanova. And the learning curve has been really, really steep with this guy. But there has been some promise. Opponents are comp- uh, completing about 70% of their passes against this guy. Wow. So you'll see him line up on both sides of the defense. Now, the real issue, here's another team that struggles with their nickel. Terion Johnson is the nickel. And he is the guy the Cowboys absolutely need to attack in this game. Because he'll struggle when he has to deal with receivers that have speed. And everybody that's put speed on him has been able to make plays. And so this is where I think that you take Brandon Cooks and you put Cooks inside, or you could put Lamb. Put, you can put Lamb on the outs, but you can put anybody. Anybody that Johnson has to cover that has speed is going to be a problem for him. Take a shot with Turpin. Take a shot with Turpin, too, as well. Now, what you have to know about, and I, I looked at metrics again, I look at the film, and I'm now looking at metrics, trying to kind of marry the two together. Um, when you block this front, they're, they're near the bottom of the league when it comes to creating tight window throws. I looked it up. I'm like, how often are these guys in, in position to make plays? They're 27th in the league when tight window throws. They give up a ton of space when they play zone. Tape shows that. And opponents have taken advantage of their throws of, of, of uh, like, when they call open throws. Like a five, you know, three to five yards open throws. 50% of those passes are open throws against Mm -hmm. the secondary. Wow. So you can get separation. Well, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker for the Bills. And the Cowboys have done this and better each and every week. Red zone. The Bills are allowing 46% of their completions in the red zone. It's almost 50%. Completion percentage in, in red zone. Usually teams are somewhere right around 20, 21, 18% down in the red zone. They're giving this thing up at 46%, which is one of the worst in the league. So the Cowboys, when you get down in the red zone, 
if you find ways to, yes, you can complete. And the Cowboys have done a better job of getting the ball to various people, whether it's Ferguson, whether it's Cooks, mm-hmm. whether it's Gallup on the slant, Lamb, whoever. The Bills have the Bills have struggled that. Like they're 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 a clip now where their defense has given up touchdowns at eighty percent of the trips down there in the red zone. Oh, so wow. block their front, and you should be able to throw on them, and then you got to cash in in the red zone. You got to cash in. You got to cash in against the secondary. You got to be able to block this front. We always talk about block the front. They've got more rushers, I think, than what the Eagles have. And you have to be worried about the occasional slot blitz. The blitz is going to come from the secondary. It's not going to come from the linebackers. It's going to come from the secondary. So running backs need to be well aware of that whole situation right there. But these guys, they don't cover you very tight. And they allow some open throws. So how the Cowboys play in the second, uh, how the Cowboys run the routes, how they get open, especially if they're going to play a lot of zone coverage, which they do. You know, you have to be ready to make some plays here because the, the Buffalo defense is not that good in the secondary and especially at nickel. So th- wow. th- this this one's got a shot if, in fact, that you find a way to take care of Rousseau, Oliver, and then also, though, with Floyd being a rusher as well. Sounds uh, quite a bit like the Eagles defense. It sounds promising. Yeah. It sounds promising. It's, it's two offenses. You're going to have to deal with their offense. They're going to have to deal with your offense. And, uh, you know, it, which which group can make plays, get those ones or two extra stops? We've seen the Cowboys being able to come up with those here against the Eagles and then also with Seattle. Hopefully that continues for them. Surprising they're going on this run, but that's just how good their offense has been playing. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Uh, he's Thank at you. Brian Broaddus on uh, the Twitter X machine if you want to get in there and follow him. Especially, uh, you know, in the, in the lead up in the aftermath of these Cowboys game, he's got a lot of great takeaways. Don't troll him, okay? You, you owe him some serious respect. No trolling. Okay, not your your uh, most uh, clever, evil thoughts you can come up with. Okay, They're good at that, too. They are. That's what, that's, that's what Twitter is. Yeah, it, don't, yeah, they do it to you, too, so don't do it to Gavin, either. Yeah. It's uh, the NFL News of the Day time now. Well, Chuck, where are you taking us? Yeah, we got one Buffalo Bill who believes he is not from this planet. Have the Steelers lost their way? And who's the Niners' MVP? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.